BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to the Rookie and the Vet podcast. We took a little bit of a week off, let some things kind of develop a little bit more. Uh, We are back now and following the Big Ten media days that took place at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis yesterday. Dante got a chance to go out to that kind of brush elbows with all the big wigs in the Big Ten. Obviously, Brett Bielema, Johnny Newton, Keith Randolph, Isaiah Williams were Mm -hmm. all present for the Illini um, I guess, give me your biggest takeaways on being able to kind of, this is your first time talking with them in a couple months now, right? Yeah. So I spoke with Keith and Isaiah or Keith and Newton last week, Okay. but it that's was, right. it was that's mainly right. around like NIL and, you know, the charity event they were doing, right. but talking football and just football only, it was it's the first time we've really heard from them in a couple months since like the spring game. And all of that, so it's good to see them, good to hear from them. It was a great day. I mean, everybody got to talk. Uh, a lot of cool people in attendance. I mean, not even just Illinois. You had Ohio State with Ryan Day. His his podium was packed. Uh, you have Marvin Harrison Jr., projected top three pick. Yep. Could be the number one. Who knows? Probably not, but could be. Um, possible Heisman candidate, too. Yep. Um, also, which I thought was really cool, he was basically in the house. You know, his dad... Not, I don't want to say built because like Peyton Man, that's Peyton Manning uh, with Lucas Oil Stadium. But man, did he have memories there? With oh yeah, Marvin, Marvin Harrison Sr. Um, that was cool. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the big names there yesterday. More Ohio State, obviously. Some of the Iowa guys. Um, Penn State was there. Um, they have a little bit of a new offense and defense this year. A lot of guys went to the draft, but yeah, a lot of. A lot of things to be excited about. Big Ten football's starting. Practices starting next week. I believe it's either the first or the third for Illinois. Okay. Um, but yeah, right around the corner. All right. And so, so let's start with Coach. Mm-hmm. What were his big things that I guess maybe he emphasized? I've never been to one of these events, mm-hmm. so kind of jealous. I mean, I'm sure it's definitely an experience to kind of go to um i don't know maybe next year i can go with you or something but um yeah what did coach kind of what was his overall message or what did he kind of put out there yeah i mean the big thing is illinois is here to stay uh last year it was a rise in the program they went from i don't remember their record two years ago i believe they had five wins just short of the bowl game and then this year they got up to eight wins uh, bowl game appearance, but they're here to stay, and he's here to stay. A big emphasis when we were talking on the side was, you know, he wants this to be his final home. I saw that. Don't believe it. But <laughs> I, he said it. I only say that because Bill Belichick's retiring at the end of the year, and Bielema was under his staff. Just saying. BB takes over for just, BB. Just saying. 
Um, but he talked about how much he wants Illinois to be his forever. His family loves it here. He loves it here. Um, but kind of that message of don't put Illinois in the back of your mind because the defense is looking great. The offense, they're putting things together, you know, with a strong quarterback room, which we'll talk about. Um, but a lot of great things. And he's excited. I know all the guys are excited. Um, and then I'll also mention um, – little out there but he did tell us he has not seen the barbie movie yet um that was asked which have you seen the barbie movie i have not all right but do you plan on seeing the barbie movie? probably not until it's right. i can watch it for free okay uh <laughs> and i know that annoyed a lot of people that that the fact that that was asked i think it's a quality question yeah pop culture you like, never know I mean, he's got a daughter, and it, that's exactly why it was asked. You need icebreakers, like sure. I thought it was. I thought it was a funny question. Some people didn't like it. I mean, those are the questions I love to hear because one, you get some jokes, and you also right. get quality, like clips, like sure. Um, but no, he said he hasn't seen it. Um, but yeah, he had a lot of great things to say about this team. Some people asked him about you know the Northwestern, um, and just the locker room. He didn't really go into much about that. But overall, uh, he wants people to be excited about this team, and he wants to pack Memorial Stadium this I saw, coming season. Yeah, and what they've sold like ninety five hundred mm-hmm. season ticket passes. Yep. So. And you gotta buy it now because you know they keep telling us they're not going to lower the prices when the season comes. Josh Whitman keeps talking about that. Last year when they were ranked, they were like thirteen. We're ranked thirteen. We're doing thirteen dollars a ticket. They're not doing that this year because they know these tickets are gonna sell because. Illinois football seems to be back. Yeah. So that's what they keep emphasizing. Okay. Do you have season tickets yet? I do not. All right. I just go in. You want to split? Oh, that's true. You get to sit (laughs) in on games. You're always there. I got to work, work, though. You got to work. Don't get to sit up in the stands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping to get to a couple games this year again. Yeah, hopefully it's not too cold. A couple, since I came, came in September last year. And then I had to go home for a home game, so I missed two home games last year. And then it just started getting cold, and those are some tough games when it gets cold. So I actually, to speak on that, I went to the Minnesota game last year mm-hmm. here. Dressed, you know, hoodie, sweatpants, mm-hmm. hat, beanie hat. I actually thought it was colder when I went to inside to go get food and drink compared to, like, when I was up there mm-hmm. in the stands, because you got all those bodies around you, you know, you're getting up and cheering and stuff. But could be the concrete. That could I, be I don't too. Know if that makes it cold. The wind seemed to kind of funnel into the concessions mm-hmm. area. I don't know. I'll just say. So I mean, it wasn't too bad, and I think it was like I don't know. They won that game. Thirties helps. Yeah. But it's the games like Michigan State and Purdue. Yeah. Where it was freezing oh, yeah. and they lost. When you're in the <laughs> the winter of it all. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Michigan State, Purdue, those are two teams that Michigan State was at Big Ten Media Day, kind of circling back to Big Ten Media Day. Mel Tucker was a big, you know, coach. on uh, Tension point for a lot of coaches. Michigan State has a good roster this year. They have some good uh, players on both sides of the ball. But they did lose their quarterback. Uh, he entered the transfer portal, and they I know there's a huge competition there. That was addressed. Um, there's a lot of quarterback competitions around college football and in terms of the Big Ten, and Illinois, I think, is right in the middle of that. Luke Altmaier, John Paddock, and Donovan Leary. I think the consensus is that Altmaier. Luke Altmaier will be the starting quarterback, but they, they're going to play this game up until 
probably the week of. I know they sure. did that last year with Tommy DeVito. Everybody knew Tommy DeVito was going to start, but I think they're going to play this game. We'll see. I think Luke Altmaier is the best choice. Yeah. But I think when you go with a couple guys, like when you start to get down with John Paddock, he's from <sighs> blanking exactly where he's coming from. Um, but he's a he's an, his family. Uh, I remember back when we were talking to him back in maybe March. Uh, he's a legacy player where his dad played at Illinois, I believe, and then like his uncle or grandpa, okay, uh, something like that. But he's another guy to keep an eye out on. I think he'll end up being the backup behind Altmaier, but he's somebody who can run. He's a little smaller of a guy, kind of like a DeVito-style player, but if he needs to run out of pocket, he definitely can. So maybe the guy who's going to perhaps take the reins once, you know, Altmaier's graduated, mm-hmm. gone out. Well, I, I think Paddock's in his final year. Okay. So I think Altmaier has... Two years left of eligibility. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, but Paddock, I believe, yeah, he's in his grad year because I feel like he's been in college forever. Um, but Donovan Leary is somebody who could take over in the future. I okay. think he, I think he's a great player. Brother of former Wake Forest quarterback. Um, don't know why I'm blanking on his name. He's now at uh, now at Kentucky. Took over for Will Levis. But the Leary is a great name across college football right now. And Don't they have, like, got, a three- or four-star recruit quarterback coming in they, out of Chicago yes. in a yep. couple of years? They have a couple good um, guys they've been looking at. And then, yeah, they class. just landed somebody recently um, in the recruiting class, which could make could be a huge name going forward, somebody who's not afraid to run the ball. Okay. It will definitely be a different style of Illinois offense where it's somebody kind of with a similar style to Justin Fields sure, where he's able to – really torch defense with his legs. Yeah. Which would be big. It would be a really different style than I feel like what Illinois has seen in recent years. They've had a lot of pocket passers who can run, Mm -hmm. but it's not their forte kind of thing. Yeah. All right, so we're talking offense right now. Mm -hmm. We lost Chase Brown Mm -hmm. to the NFL draft. Who's stepping up in that backfield? Who's going to be, you know, the big workhorse, do you think? (sighs) Probably Reggie Love. Um that's probably you're gonna who you're gonna see dominate the you know backfield, but we're also I think we're gonna see more of a balanced offense where you know they are incorporating you know the wide receiver group. Okay. You have Isaiah Williams, you have Patrick uh, Pep Bryant, and then you have Casey Washington, and then a Malik Elzey. Um, be interesting to see how much he's worked in as a freshman. But I think it's going to be a more balanced offense. Isaiah Williams talked about that balanced offense yesterday at Big Ten Media Day. He's excited. Um, I don't think it's the best wide receiver core out there. But with Luke Altmaier and some of the things he's able to do, I think you know they have a chance to kind of explode on offense this year and show it's not just their run game which dominated last year. It's both uh, kind of both areas. They also have a good tight end group. Yeah, um, They brought in a guy... Um, blanking on his name, but they do have a good tight end group as well. It's, it's and kind I know of that very 2024 balanced. tight end group is supposed to be pretty yep. sizable, too. Bring we talked about guys. that a couple yep. weeks ago. These guys are 6'7 and 220 mm-hmm. already, and so, yeah, I mean, that's a position that we haven't heard a whole lot from in Illinois, and, I mean, it's mainly been, I feel like, the running back position on offense here recently, so... That wide receiver core, definitely that Malik Elzey, 
I'm excited to see what he can do if he mm-hmm. is going to take that next step and kind of become that two or three wide receiver. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with injuries and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said that uh, Isaiah had kind of taken him under his wing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He he talked about you know Malik you know being special and just wanting to push him as much as he could. And we talked to Isaiah about you know Malik and just everything uh, he has the capability of doing. As a leader in the wide receiver group as mm-hmm. well, you know, what have you done to kind of help, you know, a guy like Malik Elzey who's, you know, has a lot of high expectations here at Illinois. I'm not sure how much you guys been together this offseason so far because I know it came in later. You know, mm-hmm. what have you seen from him and what are you able to do to kind of teach him the ways to only be successful? Yeah, a guy like Malik, me and him click because he's a hard worker. One thing, I click with guys who work hard and Malik Elzey, one of them guys who work hard. But one thing we do is he lift with me. So like when we in the weight room, when we benching, when we squatting, like me and Malik, we actually in a group, like working with each other. So I'm just making sure what I try to do is, is I try to lift before him. Because a lot of times I feel like as a freshman, you're going to cut yourself short. So what I try to do is I try to lift some heavy weight. And like knowing that he's strong, I'm like, okay, now it's your turn. So now he see that I could do it. Now he feel like, oh, I could do this too. Because he is strong, but as a freshman sometimes, you might sell yourself short. So what I've been trying to do is just show him the way, push him, motivate him in any way I can. Mm-hmm. And also, um, it has been a time where he was upstairs and needed me to come drop some plays for him. So I go drop some plays for him so he could learn the playbook because if he could learn the playbook, the faster he learn, the better chances he have of making like playing um, on the field. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was Isaiah Williams. He just talking about his pushing him and, as you mentioned, uh, being in the workout room, he always wants to go after or before Malik. So if he's doing 20 reps, Malik's like, I want to be better and Got do 21 it. reps. Okay. Instead of Malik going first, doing 10 reps, sure. and then Isaiah going after him. So it's just constantly pushing each other. I think Isaiah's a great person to kind of lead Malik, he's been around the block. Uh, funny enough, which you would never expect unless you've been paying attention with Illinois football. Uh, but Isaiah was like, he was a quarterback when he came into Illinois, now turned into a wide receiver. I think I remember that, yeah. actually. He's kind of seen both sides of, you know, throwing the ball and catching the ball. So he know he knows what it takes. Um, he's a great guy to speak with, a great guy to learn under. So I think Malik's in great hands. And that's why I think... Give this wide receiver core a year or two, and I think they can be something special. Something where you're looking at this group, like maybe last year with Chase Brown, where you know everybody's honing in on that spot of the offense. Um, but yeah, I think that they they have the recruiting class to do it, the freshman class to do it in the coming years. Just a special special group of guys. Okay. All right, let's talk defense now. And I know again, a lot of question marks here because mm-hmm. lost what, four guys to the NFL draft last year. Um, And, I mean, Devin Witherspoon being a big one. Do you think this defense takes a step back at all, or do you think this defense remains just as dominant as it was this last season? Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? 
more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. So the front line is no question is going to be just as good as they were last year. I mean, Keith Randolph, Johnny Newton, he's... Uh, preseason Big Ten uh, all-first-team uh, projection, uh, deservedly so. I think he's one of the top defensive linemen in the country. Everybody kind of knows it. First Projected first-round pick. Then you go into the secondary. Obviously, they lost Sidney Brown, lost Quan Martin, and Witherspoon. How are you going to replace three right. guys who were taken, I think, the first three rounds yep. of the draft? So one guy that is already here, he was there last year as a freshman, Illinois guy from Moline, Illinois. Is that how you pronounce it? Yep. Yep. Um, Matthew Bailey. Matthew Bailey, he put in, really started to rise as the year went on last year. Slowly got more time as the year went on. Started getting interceptions. Started just making huge tackles in the backfield, especially as some guys were starting to go down. And he really just mold. how does it he solidified a spot this year in the starting lineup. He'll probably be at safety, if I had to guess. Okay. Um, really good. And then you bring in Nicario Harper from Louisville. Somebody great to – I don't think he's Witherspoon standard, but I think he's Quan Martin standard. Okay. At maybe like a nickel, nickelback or a cornerback. Obviously, he's a corner, but um, where he fits in the secondary, I don't know. But he's somebody who's – Pretty good. I mean, Illinois went after him for a reason, landing him early too. Uh, he'll be he'll be really good. And then you have uh, Nicholson, uh, another returner for Illinois. He put in a lot of minutes. We saw some great minutes out of him against Mississippi State in the bowl game, especially with Quan played, but without Sydney and Witherspoon, right. we saw some great minutes from him. He played in and out a little bit throughout the season, but Nicholson's another good guy. They are. They're in a good spot, but obviously last year it's hard to be at the same standard with three top three round picks. Right. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's hard. To, unless you're Alabama or Ohio State or Georgia, it's hard to kind of just bring in new guys and replace them. Yeah. But I think they're in a good position to do it. Uh, the linebacker group is where I have some question marks. Sure. Um, you do have Bryce Barnes, solid returner. I believe he's heading into his senior year. But then you have Gabe Jackis, who is an absolute monster. I think he kind of rotates between the edge and linebacker. But he's somebody we'll talk about in a year as a possible top two-round pick, I think. Dominant. Big guy. Probably about 6'3", maybe. Um, but, man, is he good. But other than that, the linebacker group, I'm not sure, sure. how they'll be. Okay. Um, they lost a couple guys to just graduation. Um, but overall, the defense is pretty solid. I think I would rank them maybe in the top, probably like fifth or sixth in the Big Ten. But I would rank that defensive line probably one or two okay. right next to Ohio State in the Big Ten. And that's saying something. 
Or actually, honestly, all of college football. Okay. I wouldn't put him two in college football. Sure. But I would put him probably three, four. It's hard to go against Georgia, Bama, Ohio State. But okay. they are definitely up there. I'm very And I mean, high. that's something to kind of say. Of course. To put them up with those programs that are typically competing for that national championship year after year. Mm-hmm. Um, and who are pretty much turning out, you know, some of those top defensive picks in the nfl draft every year it's Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like this past season it was georgia alabama um yeah and yeah they have great defensive line johnny newton's not afraid to say it he takes social media probably every day staking his claim why illinois defensive line i know they kind of snubbed him like a few months back Mm -hmm. and ranked him i don't know something absurd but he wasn't happy about that and he said, I'm going to show you why I'm going to be the number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, we t- I talked to him yesterday or at Big Ten Media Day, uh, you know, about that, him taking to social media, you know, at least once a week, maybe twice a week, just to call out those who are uh, doubting, him. doubting him as well as just the defense and defensive line as a whole. And you're not afraid to vocalize on social media. You believe this Illinois defense is among the best of the best this year. What makes you a part of that top-tier group? Uh, we just got dogs on that side of the ball, uh, really on both sides of the ball, but I can only speak for defense. Uh, I just know with our scheme and the players we have, like we, we have a really great opportunity to be something special. Uh, Coach Henry always preaches to us that uh, we could be really special, and we believe it. Like We know it, the work we put in. It shows it that we believe it. So uh, just working day in and day out to get to that next level is something that uh, the whole defense is looking forward to. Mm-hmm. All right. And, of course, that defense now a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Ryan Walters went over to Purdue. Yep. Who's taking the helm uh, mm-hmm. as far as that defense yeah, goes I'm now? Aaron Henry, young defensive coordinator but knows what he's doing. I mean, he came in for the last game against Mississippi State. The defense looks solid. Um, definitely there were things to work on, but he knows what to do. He's a great mind. He played at Wisconsin um, with B. Lama. I mean, very well respected around college football. I don't know what we're going to see with this defense. There's definitely going to be an emphasis on that defensive line. I think we're going to see a lot of blitzes this year. Okay. But when I talked to Keith, he had mentioned, Keith Randolph, he had mentioned, the defense isn't too much different in terms of their playbook. A lot of things taken from Walters, a lot of things taken from Henry, because Henry was under Walters. Um, I believe Henry was a defensive backs coach, uh, then molded into the defense coordinator in the offseason. But it's we're going to see a lot of similarities with, I think, a little bit of a twist. I know, I think Walters, since he was a defensive back, a lot of his emphasis was on the back, the, deep, the secondary. Sure. Um, where I think we might see, which I think you have to when you have such a great defensive line, but a Big emphasis on, you know, get into the quarterback yeah. instead of kind of letting him sit back and let your secondary do the work. Because it was so easy last year to just right. let Witherspoon do him, let Sidney Brown sit there and catch interceptions. And that was actually going to be my next question for you is, do you think we're going to be seeing more of that quarterback attacking defense or are we going to be seeing more of the kind of ball hawking mentality where we're going to get up there and compete jump mm-hmm. balls and you know, come down with interceptions and get turnovers that way. Oh, I think they're going to press the quarterback like you probably haven't seen since, uh, like, Whitney Merciless. Okay. Um, 
from Illinois guy, right? Yes. Yeah. That's why I figured you said that name. I, I, I just had to I just had to double check because I don't know why. I, I figured you wouldn't have thrown that name out there unless you were talking I about know. Illinois. I was just double checking. Um, yeah, they. This this is gonna be. Uh, ru- uh, I don't want to say rush first because that's kind of offense. Uh, pressure. Force them to run or force them to pass the ball because they are not going to get past the defensive line running the ball. Yeah, which was something I wouldn't say Illinois struggled with last year, but it kind of killed them in some games. Michigan, the run game killed them when Blake Corum was just running through their defensive line. Yep. Same thing with Purdue with Maccabee. Yeah. That's how they won that game. Um, I think Michigan State was big in the run game. Um, and those were their three losses, losses last year. Yes, and because you, if a team, how do I say this, teams last year would not throw the ball much because of obviously their great secondary and the run against Illinois. It just they got through the holes and uh, really exposed them. But I think this year is going to be a little different, where teams are going to pass the ball because the defensive line's too good, way too good. Um, so that's something that'll be interesting to see with. Uh, this defense and how teams approach them because, I mean, you got Penn State right near the top of the schedule this yeah. year. Penn State's not afraid to do anything because they look at Illinois as just another team in their in their Big Ten schedule. And I think if Illinois can pull out a win in that game, I think that definitely makes a pretty big statement on mm-hmm. where they belong at the end of the season. Is it in that Big Ten championship? Um, I mean, because the rest of the schedule for them is definitely winnable if they play at the top of their game. Mm-hmm. Penn State's one of those big, I mean, probably one the biggest game that they've got yeah. out there this season. Definitely, definitely the best team they're playing. I think Iowa's good this year. Purdue will be solid, um, but they don't have that Michigan game this year. So, right. They, yeah, no, they don't have Michigan next year. And they got Nebraska. Mm-hmm trying to think of a lot all of the, the big games. 10 west and then yeah maybe maryland uh maryland's in there yep um so there's i think those are the only two from the big 10 east maybe ruck no i'm blanking on what the schedule i know we went yeah. over it a couple weeks ago but but it's definitely i just remember that penn state game being key i know nebraska's coming here because my wife's a huskers mm-hmm. fan and so maybe we're going to take that game in. But it's those are kind of the two notable ones that I can pull out of thin air. Definitely a schedule where they have the opportunity to go like a 9-3. and three. Yeah. If all goes well and they don't lose the games. They do play Indiana. That's one I was blanking on. Um, if they don't lose the games they're supposed to win, then they could have an 8-9 or nine win season this year. Because you, sh- you should be beating Wisconsin. Should be beat Minnesota. Minnesota will be good this year. Purdue's going to be a toss-up. Uh, Iowa, I think, will be a toss-up. I'm very high on Iowa this year. Um, but, I mean, we could see Illinois in another New Year's Eve, New Year's Day Bowl. Um, maybe even a Big Ten championship, hopefully. Love to see Big Ten championship. That would be hopefully, something. Hopefully, I mean, they were game away last year. Yeah. Game away. But I think that's pretty much all from Big Ten Media Day. Um just trying to think if there was anything else kind of mentioned as worth noting. The players love the j- new jerseys. Yeah, I was going to say, we haven't talked about the jerseys at all yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're for sale yet because yeah, I've looked. So. Mm-hmm. They are not? No, I don't think Yeah, I don't, yeah, think, so. Right. I don't think so. 
But a lot of people have been saying Syracuse vibes. They are. It's kind of that Nike jersey. If you haven't seen them yet, it's got the stripes on the shoulder pads. So very much like an LSU look or it's very Ole Miss. It's very Nike-esque. Yeah. Nike does not switch up their concepts at all. Right. Like it's and you think you tailor something for each team's, you know, individualness. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like they did. No. I feel like the only people that actually get the most unique jerseys from Nike is Oregon. Yeah. I mean, Alabama just wears like a crimson. Oh, yeah. I feel like that jersey jersey. has not changed in like Mm -hmm. 60, 70 years. It was so cool, speaking of Oregon. I mean, they used to have a new jersey every game. They've kind of toned it down a little bit. But I remember back in like maybe like 2011, it was like one game is neon, one game it was pink, one game it was oh, gray. Oh, they still do that. Really? I don't watch oh, yeah. a lot of Oregon games, so I don't see. But I know they have like a huge selection of jerseys. They get about – you got your apple green, you got your – and I'm an Oregon fan, so I can talk about this. You got your green, you got your yellow, you got your white, you got your black. Then they'll have like – a sequoia green, which mm-hmm. is like just a dark, like almost army green. They've got those breast cancer jerseys, yeah, with all black, mm-hmm. a little bit of neon, the pink numbers, the white. Um, but I mean, yeah, they're usually getting, and that's one of the big draws I feel like for them is all the cool uniforms that you get and all the swag you get from Nike because Phil Knight went to University of Oregon. That's where it all started, basically. I mean, they get treated very well. Um, yeah, I mean, at the very end, unique jerseys. So, yeah, I like the jerseys. I think they're clean. I did. When I, I really liked last year's jerseys. Yeah, I I'm surprised they didn't go in all orange. I know. I yeah, I'm say. with you on that. Or gray. I know you mentioned that. I, I love the grays. I, I love the grays. I loved when Syracuse did the grays. But when I walked, so when I walked down the tunnel yesterday, just not paying attention and not a care in the world. I like at a quick glance. I saw Illinois jerseys, and I thought I was like, I genuinely thought I was looking at Syracuse's for like a hot second, and then I saw the eye, and I was like, oh yeah, because I'm so used to seeing Syracuse jerseys. Just like I don't know, I'm, I just feel like I see it more than anybody because I'm, I have watched right. those games for years. Yeah. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, I like them. I think they're crisp, they're clean, they're perfect combination. And maybe they have something. That we haven't even seen yet. I know mm-hmm. they put some of those photos up on Instagram, on Facebook. Maybe they're saving something for, you know, one of these games. Maybe there is an all orange combo. Yeah. Um, when I when I talked to Isaiah, he had mentioned like he loved the jerseys, yada yada. But the big thing he cares about is the sock combination. Okay. Like if they can wear like a orange with the navy or the orange on the orange pants or like it's just something that was that, that seemed to be his main concern. Got it. Um, I guess that's how players think. Um, but, I mean, Keith, Johnny, and Isaiah all liked them. I assume the rest of the team liked them. Okay. They just they just want to go out there and play ball. All right, yeah. The the day. But as fans, we got to, I don't know, you want to buy them, you want to wear them. Right. Um, you want to have that that new, you know, style when you're going to the new season with this new feel with everything that's going on. But then you also have those you know, people who have been going to games since the 90s and they've got the old throwback jerseys that they bought way back when. Mm-hmm. And so... 
I, I, I was under the impression they were going, I don't know if you've seen the cursive style they do now with a lot of their football stuff. It's like the Illini and cursive. I do like that. The basketball team I was, has been repping that. I was surprised they didn't kind of go that route. At least with like a helmet decal. Sure. I thought that would have been cool. Um, but I guess not. I don't know how you really would have done that. I feel like Ole Miss kind of has that bubble. Yep. That bubble writing on their helmets. Um, I don't know. Could have been a cool decal. Maybe they do it. Maybe. At some point. I think decals are easy. Just peel them off. Not as much as a jersey. Sure. Um, but overall, clean jerseys. Yep. There's a lot of good jerseys in the Big Ten. They literally had a whole row of all the jerseys. I really like Minnesota's. I don't know if you've ever seen their black jerseys with their, like, it's, it's like a really dark maroon. Very nice. Big fan. Big fan. All right. But yeah. Should do it here. Yeah. I think that's how we got this week. On the vat. We'll have all the one-on-one interviews with Isaiah, Keith, and Johnny up on the website. They're like six minutes long. Okay. Go ahead take a listen to those. They talk about everything from the offense, more on, as you mentioned, with Malik Elzey, the depth at the defensive position. Uh, really just talking. We also talked about their outfits, their drip, as one might say. Yeah. Um, what they showed up with for Big Ten Media Day. I know Keith changed his mind at the last minute. Isaiah was all about his shoes. Um, it's definitely a good watch up on our okay. website. I'll have to give that a watch too. Yeah, that'll do it here on the Rookie in the Bed. Make sure to follow us on our social medias as well as to like or subscribe on whatever podcast streaming platform you're listening or watching on. Uh, that way you know whenever we... Uh, have a new episode up. So yeah, that'll do it on Rookie and the Vet and we'll see you next time.